This is your announcer, Chuck Landington, welcoming you to the Metal Injection Livecast. Looks like our old pal, David L. Epson, is out of work. Perhaps Dave would like to apply for my job. He has a nice deep voice. And we have many listeners who just turned 18. Seems like a match made in heaven. The Metal Injection Livecast starts now. Mm, Chuck starting off the episode a little blue. Welcome to the Metal Injection Livecast. It's Rob here with Sid and Noah. Darren will be joining us in a few moments. And uh, we also have somebody else joining us in a few moments. Somebody you might have heard of previously. We have Aaron Beam, the frontman of Red Fang, hanging out with us tonight. I'm so excited. I love Red Fang. I'm excited that Red Fang have a new album coming out. Can we call them Red Fangola? Red Fangola. <laughs> yes. We're a proud Jewish mother. <laughs> uh, we'll definitely bring no, that fine. up to him. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and thank you for tuning in. We are live. It is Tuesday, May 25th. We are, it's, we're right around the corner from Memorial Day. I always confuse Memorial Day and Labor Day, but it's Memorial Day this weekend. And um, thank you for tuning in. And if you are listening live and you want to talk to Aaron or us, you can give us a call. 213-WIDE-NUT is the number. That's 213-943-3688. And uh, we also have Rob, a chat when they going. Give us a when they give mm-hmm. us a call, do they have to make their nuts wide? Well, Your some nuts. of them don't have nuts. Well, for, for the ones that do. They for the ones that do, nuts their wide? nuts immediately get wider when they hear that chime of like, thank you for dialing in. Mm-hmm. It's like, boom, nuts widening. Uh, and so uh, we have Aaron he'll be on in just a few moments and before we get Aaron on I do want to mention to our loyalist of listeners of course all of our episodes are available to listen to on all streaming platforms uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify Google Play Store etc you can listen to all 621 episodes crazy that there's 621 of them Uh, but if you want just a little more 600 you're like oh 621 episodes done what else you got for me guess what we do have some more for you uh, on our patreon if you want to support the show or if you're you're like wow 621 episodes they give me all this content for free i want to give something back to the metal injection live cast hit up our patreon (laughs) patreon.com slash metal injection live cast i said that like the movie phone guy but for five bucks a month you get access to at least two bonus episodes a month that we've been doing. And you get video versions of our episodes uh, for the last year or so. You have access to video versions of the episodes. And that's really fun because you get to see a little extra. You see what we look like. You see our reactions when uh, another cast member tries to make a joke and fails miserably. Uh, That's always fun. Uh, and uh, this I'd like to see someone do like statistics, like isolate each one of our boxes and see who's the best at laughing at the other person's jokes and who's the worst at it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, like who's who... the best seller and who's the worst seller? My box has been isolated for a very long time, Sid. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I noticed that I yawn the most. So I would win the award for most yawning. Which mm. is weird because it's the earliest where you are. You should be more awake than us, not sleepier than us. Shit is a very dirty word, Sid. 
<laughs> this is me winning the who sells the best right here ah. with that laugh. <laughs> uh, and so this month's episode we did at the top of the month, we did uh, in celebration of Mother's Day, <laughs> we, we did a live cast meme hall of fame episode on the queen of vagina. We also included uh, vagina and handicap and uh, Perp Walk uh, for their Havana song. And we went back to three classic live cast memes and revisited them, learned a little, laughed a lot and uh, cringed a little bit at certain things for sure. Uh, and then uh, our mid-month episode, it was a very, very fun discussion. It was uh, about Beyond the Mat, an excellent documentary about pro wrestling in 1999. We all watched the movie separately and then came together to review it. And, and then uh, so like two could... days after we recorded that, New Jack died. So the live cast yes. first in full effect. Yes, one of the stars of the documentary yep. sadly passed of a heart attack. Aww. Um, so R.I.P. a legend there. Yeah. Very sad. And uh, so that's our Patreon, patreon.com slash Metal Injection Livecast. And uh, the, that, that's it. What accent was this? Is that Borat or a vampire? What was that? That's a that. That's Borat if you got bitten <laughs> by a vampire. Oh, my wife. <laughs> You're something else. Oh, thank you. <laughs> that was an example of Rob's brain glitching, as you see many times. And please isolate those boxes yeah. when you do, if you're going to go ahead and do it. Yeah, my glitches get worse as the episode goes on, <laughs> I think. Uh, and uh, before Aaron gets on, one thing I, I quickly want to mention is uh, something uh, funny that I, I... It's sometimes funny to me when... Uh, rock fans and metal fans the things they get upset about uh, or or certain metal fans get upset about and on sunday night i was uh you know scrolling twitter before bed as one does and i saw the billboard music awards were on <laughs> and the, and like i guess the billboard the twitter account for the publication was doing live updates so for every award they would send out a tweet and you saw and the winner of the best rock art, the top rock artist at the Billboard Music Awards is Machine Gun Kelly. Mm. And then I just saw immediately the uh, the thing was ratioed by people being like, what? He's barely, you know, he puts out one punk. To be fair, he did put out a pop punk record with Travis Barker yeah. this past year. So, And this isn't or, like voting on who we think is the best. This is purely based on sales, right? Or no? Um, oh, that's a good point. If it, I think I think it's voting, though, huh. I think it's fan voting. Uh, but either way, I just thought it was funny. It's like, who cares? Like, this is like the, the one time anyone's talking about Billboard in, in the rock world, you know? Eh. Right. And also, like, we're in metal, not rock, right? Like, wasn't it? Well, like, uh, metal, like, metal is a sub sub genre of rock. But I hear what you're saying. Like the other nominees were ACDC. Five finger death punch. It's like, you know, okay. slim pickets here. <laughs> uh, well, but. you know what? Machine Gun Kelly won even before the billboards because he is dating and fucking Megan Fox. Yes, and she looked amazing at that award oh. show. Look up look up how she looked. Not for uh, me. But, 
Not a Megan Fox kind of guy. She just looks not like a human. Oh my god. She's attractive, right. but like not in a like like I don't I don't think I'd even be able to talk to her. Like she just so looks beautiful. like she just like floats above people and I don't know, it just seems very alienating to me in that she seems like an alien. <laughs> well, let's uh alienate our guest. We have him coming on. How do we have Darren signing? Yeah, everybody's here. Woohoo. Uh, so let's bring them on. We have Aaron Beam of Red Fang. So excited to talk to Aaron. So glad Red Fang is back partying. Their new album comes out June 4th. It's called Arrows. Aaron, thanks for hanging out with us. Hey, it's good to see you. Thanks um, for having me. Absolutely. Uh, thank you for bringing the time. Where where in the world are you calling us from? Uh, I am in the basement of my house in Tacoma, Washington. Mm-hmm. And what's the address and, and uh, zip code? <laughs> Social security number. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Last four of your, of your security credit card. Code. Yeah. Need to know. Uh, no, but it, it's very exciting. Uh, Things are opening back up. Uh, there, there's light at the end of the tunnel, and and you guys are 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 coming in hot at, at just the right. Like when people are ready to not only hear new music but see new music. Is it is this an exciting time to be putting out an album? Uh, absolutely, and it's um I think it's pretty funny that none of the conspiracy theorists about COVID have caught on who is really behind it all, which is us. You. Yeah, it's our band. Uh, but no, in uh, the, I'm actually not telling the truth. We aren't behind it. Oh. Um, and I don't think it's a conspiracy. Rob but, already put uh, the headline out. It's too late. Yeah, it's it's up. Metal injection all right, all right. It's just what somebody um, was behind it would say, too. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> exactly, that's true. Isn't that the way all conspiracy theories work, is that anything that you say against them helps contribute to their proof somehow? Correct. Uh, but yeah, the, I guess what's, um, you know, we, we did have this record ready, uh, end of December, 2019. So we just have been sitting on it since then and really actually waiting for the right moment to put it out because we're the type of band that, um, the records support our tours, you know, and we're not going to, we're not going to put a record out and then have it be on the shelves for a year and a half and then, and then try to tour, after everybody's forgotten about it. So uh, we did kind of have to roll the dice a little bit. We just kind of, you know, we're, we've been watching the numbers go up and down over the last year and a half. And I, I guess, you know, we got kind of lucky uh, um, and got very lucky with being able to actually book some shows because I thought all the rooms were going to be completely occupied, you know, no venues available, but um, we lucked out. So when was the album originally kind of planned to be released? Was there like an original target date? Yes, my son's birthday, May 29th of 2020. Uh, uh-huh. And we have we had all the records already pressed and everything was completely ready to go um, by the end of March. So uh, in a way, that's actually good because it means that we weren't scrambling to get records pressed. Like I think, I, I think a lot of people have been. So um, we missed, we, we beat that, I guess. Was yeah, there any feel- temptation to like, well, we have all this time. I, maybe we need to redo this solo on this one track. Let's go back. Or no, we uh, just left it alone. Well, it, we actually, it was, I mean, it was like physically pressed already. Mm. So um, 
there, of course there was that temptation, but you know, it was, it's not possible. And, um, you know, it, 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 anything's possible of course, but I think that also there's a point at which, you know, you have to accept that this is what you did at the time. And there's a reason why it sounds like that. And if you didn't play it as, as well as you wanted to, that's on you. Was it tough uh, spending a year uh, plus at home and like not having any touring on the horizon? Like, did it kind of ruin your, your patterns at all? Or did you have to pick up a new hobby? Uh, how did you, how did you kill the time? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. My life changed pretty dramatically. So right off the bat, um, I don't know what it was like out where you guys are, but on the West coast, I mean, especially up here, Washington, Oregon, it felt like maybe we're going to be stuck in our houses for three months straight, you know, and not even be able to leave our homes. We didn't even know. So I have a one bedroom basement apartment in Portland. Um, but my wife up in Tacoma has like a four bedroom house and there's a little, you can't see how cool it looks cause there was a little flooding, but there's like all these sparkle lights and we have a little, uh, music studio down here. Um, so I just moved up here and, uh, it turned out that it was, I think that we've been together about five years and the longest stretch of time we'd spent together was about three weeks Wow! until, wow. yeah, uh, until, and that's like uncommonly long. Normally it would be like, Oh, we got a week and a half of uninterrupted time together. That's amazing. Um, cause she's a touring musician also, and we live in different towns. Oh. So I got to actually live with my wife, which has been amazing. And I got to see my, spend a lot more time with my son. Um, and then I also, uh, I ended up picking up work doing the kind of same thing that I was doing right before Red Fang started touring a whole bunch 10 years ago, uh, that I started like March 29th was my first day. And then I actually just finished on Friday. Uh, so it worked out kind of perfectly timing wise for me. What did you do? What were you doing? Uh, I worked in stop motion before um, Red Fang kind of took off. Mm-hmm. And it was a like weird path for me to even get into that world. Cause I was not, I'm don't, I basically work with spreadsheets in the stop motion world. So I helped to sort of uh, organize and coordinate the puppet department, the the build of all the puppets that go into the movies. Um, and everybody who's work from home at the end of March on this particular production that's happening in Portland. And so there was no reason why I needed to be in town. So I just got to work from home. And then once they, everybody got, went back into the studio, I just kept, kept working from home because it's all like zoom meetings and computer stuff and whatever. So. So you're a big spreadsheet guy. What's the one hot Excel tip that you want everybody to know that people are just like, I more people need to know this. What is he clippy? <laughs> people are going to uh, come up to you at the merch table and start asking you to assist them with Excel sheets. Now <laughs> I use, I use Google sheets, not Excel. Oh, oh, that's the hot tip. That's yeah, the I, tip. I agree. The tech guy, Rob. Okay. Oh, I, 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 I oh, after, after he says it, you agree with him. Okay. I, I well, I am on a Mac, and Microsoft Office on a Mac is unusable. I've no, been actually I, using the the uh, Mac version, which is Numbers. Ah, it's, it's pretty. Yeah, amazing. I actually built a bunch of. Well, I stole some spreadsheets from when we toured with uh, Unearth back in um, 2011. That was or yeah, 2010. Um, which was when when I actually had to leave that old job. Uh, their merch guy had all these 
fancy spreadsheets that I stole and then I kind of rebuilt them for our purposes. And mm. I've been like trying to help our our merch TM guy. He uses a Mac also. And I'm same. It's like this is unusable, like it totally unusable on a Mac. I don't know how he does it. Yeah, even like the, there's like a newer Tech version. Talk with out Red Fang. A year yeah, or two. No, this is great. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> Most people want to ask ask about like my bass strings or whatever. Well, nobody ever asks about that. What are but... what are your influences? What band did you like growing up? What are my, oh, my influences are? Um, uh, there's a particular guy who has a YouTube channel on how to do little tips and tricks for Google Sheets and how to. Uh, build um, uh, multi-layered queries to recall in to call information from one sheet to another one <laughs> what's Tips your most tricks? used formula here? i would what's rather that? you read me a, a spreadsheet than <laughs> than hear normal metal questions that people <laughs> i actually i it, my knowledge is not all that deep but uh i can i know my way around a spreadsheet well, uh, you, you mentioned the stop motion thing. And one thing I feel like one leg up you had on other bands that were coming up around the same time you guys were uh, is the creative direction of your music videos. You guys always had really, really good music videos. And I think it was more so the music videos than necessarily the music that kind of put you guys on the map and got people to start sharing your music. And then people were like, oh, and the music's good too. So it's like an added bonus. Uh, was that something that the band collectively always, uh, everyone kind of brainstormed? Was it something you kind of spearheaded? Where are the visually creative forces in the band? Uh, there, we contribute a little bit um, once the ideas are kind of presented to us, but our buddy Whitey is all entirely responsible at least for the first several videos. Um, he's uh, his probably most famous project that he worked on before becoming super famous for doing our videos was uh, a little television show and movie series called Jackass. Oh, um, yes. And so uh, he kind of comes from that world, big brother and snowboarding and whatever. Um, and he's just constantly got ideas. And the other three guys in the band had a, had a band called, had a band called party time before Red Fang. And they had been bugging Whitey for years to do a video for them because his music videos are all super good. Um, and then uh, it wasn't until we wrote that song, Prehistoric Dog, that he was like, aha, this, this will work with one of my ideas. Um, but yeah, it's all, it's all him. And we, you know, every once in a while, we'll have one little suggestion for something. I can, uh, the, uh, um, that line, um, and that's because their music videos are idiots. That was actually, I mean, not to take credit, but I, I wrote that line. Um, I'm taking credit because Whitey had written something else that we were not really comfortable saying. And so then we were like, what do we come up? What do we do that like still conveys the same idea, but is, you know, just more silly and funny. So, uh, but for, but the general ideas they're from Whitey. And then, um, we've more recently started working with another, uh, um, writer director in town called Ansel Wallenfang. And uh, he works for a big, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, ad agency called Whiten and Kennedy. Oh, and is that fang um, just a coincidence or? Uh... It's yeah, it's pretty weird. And that was actually part of how he sold himself to us. <laughs> was he was like, how could you 
not work with me. Like, look at my name. And we're like, well, that's of how some, some bands uh, like change their name. They all have like, they're like, you know, Jim army or Fred army. If the band is like the new army or something. And so the thought maybe he took on the name for you. I, maybe. Yeah. Maybe before we met him, his name was just like Ansel Wallen. <laughs> it's dedication. Yeah. This is how I want to create a headline here. Will you be willing to criticize the stop motion animation in uh, Tool Sober video? Just to tell me, if <laughs> it's just tell me it's a pile of shit. Maybe. I wish. I actually haven't seen that video in a long time. I actually I love that style of animation. Oh, okay. Um, that's like Brothers Brothers K, right, or Brothers Quay, however you say it. Yeah. Right. Um. Yeah. I I I love that stuff. Uh. That's like some of the first. That. I like it. No, no, I know, I know. And also, I don't really, I don't know from, you know, the quality of animation. It's just like that stuff gets way more technical than I can understand. I just know how to be like, bring this, bring part A over to person B tomorrow, please. That's all I do. I had to give it a shot. <laughs> so <laughs> Oh, wait, I wanted to show a little of this new oh. video. Oh, oh. Uh, oh, yes. I don't want to play any because we're going to get a copyright strike. Mm. Sure, I don't sure, sure. Play the audio, uh, but pizza. this is a this is like a high, like a fancy video. It's kind of like a, a Chuck E. Cheese trip gone bad. <laughs> yes, <laughs> or, or gone great actually. Uh, and you know, this is a very high concept, and it looks like it looks expensive. And it does. I, I know the type of budgets uh, Relapse typically has to work with. How do you convince these very talented people to work for what I assume is under their typical <laughs> budgets? Yeah. Uh, well, luckily, we don't have to do most of the convincing because I think we would probably fail. But, mm. uh, you know, in the case of it's the directors, the people who make the videos, they just manage to, you know, their ideas are usually... Uh, uh, inspiring enough that they can actually get, they can get really talented people to come and donate some time. But I think it's, you know, having worked in the stop motion world uh, in the puppet department in particular, it's like lots and lots of extremely talented artists, but they're doing, you know, they're, it does get to be sort of like repetitive. Um, sometimes the work does. And so I think that uh, a lot of artists they end up doing a bunch of projects that um, aren't as fun for them because they need to make a living. And so I think that sometimes, I think a lot of the, you know, these ideas for the videos that Whitey and that Ansel come up with are just actually fun for artists to work on. And they're pretty short term usually. So I think that people are just more willing to be like, yeah, I'll do this for a lot cheaper than my normal rate. I think that in sense. that particular video, yeah, the guy who did the, um, uh, you know, that head, and it like moves around the guy who did the animatronics, I guess normally would have, would charge like, I don't know, a couple, couple grand for doing one of those. And he did it for like 500. I mean, I'm totally making up numbers right now, but then Ansel was like, and then the last scene, we're going to burn the head. And the guy was like, wait, 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 can you please just let me make another version, a stunt version of the mask that doesn't have like, please don't burn up all of my, you know, all that <laughs> animatronic stuff that I put in there, please keep that one. So they actually built two full masks uh, of the main of the hero character. So even That's, more work for free. And, and so you had to shoot that video during like COVID times, right? I'm assuming this is a post pandemic video shoot. I'm sure that must've 
present the challenges. Were you guys involved much with the production and the like uh, logistics or you're like, Hey, that's your job, buddy. <laughs> no, we, well, uh, because it was shoestring, um, and it was, yeah, shot during COVID. The the Arrows video we shot in um, February of 2020. So that was pre-lockdown, uh, at least. Um, but this video, yeah, was shot recently. And a number of people had been, you know, people were getting tested and were wearing masks. But because it was shoestring, like, Brian was running lights, you know, during those those scenes in the restaurant and John plate was the drummer in some of those parts and like did some of the work. So it was like us and we we're trying to just, everybody had to be careful and had to be either vaccinated or, you know, like masks on until a shot where that you see their face or whatever. Um, actually it's my, my kids, um, uncle and his family are, are actually in one of the shots sitting there, like him and his two kids, which is pretty funny. Um, but, uh, yeah, you just have to be, you know, take precautions and, you know, Ansel, the director, like he's continued to work at White and Kennedy and direct commercials and stuff like that. They just have protocols for it. Um, and like the stop motion movie that I've been working on, they went back into the studio in August of 2020. And there was two like real small outbreaks, but neither of them like spread at all because everybody's like, they do contact tracing and wear masks and the ventilation's really good in the building. So you just have to, you know, just don't be stupid. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's advice you could use in, in any aspect of life, not just <laughs> doing a shoot uh, for COVID. Uh, well, except I'll make one exception, except oh. in the case of us in our videos, our, mm. we actually do need to be stupid. It's your brand? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, well, it's great. I mean, it, it makes me happy because I'm such a fan of music videos. Uh, and, you know, obviously they, if it wasn't for music videos, there would be no metal injection to begin with. So just that you guys kind of have a renewed focus on it, like brought, like show that, Hey, look, not only uh, can, can you make something fun that that's, you know, not too expensive, but it actually has a huge positive impact on your band's career. If you just take a few minutes and think of something cool. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I think a lot of people just do throwaway videos and, it's not helping them at all, you know, to just do like, oh, let's just film ourselves playing in a warehouse, yeah. you know, band in warehouse. <laughs> yeah. Standard. We'll uh, just get our template. buddy, shoot it with his iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> Although uh, I was going to ask you, uh, are you a fan of cooking? How did you know? I is it the, research. is it my jowls? Is it my COVID, <laughs> no, no, the no. COVID jowls that I got? You know what? It, it was Google actually. Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, so, uh, yes, I love. I was. Yes, I just wanted you go to ahead, talk about ahead. that. If you, uh, you know, since you had spent more time at home, if you practiced anything new in the kitchen, if you can share I some did. tips. I uh, did. So right at the start of um, of lockdown, I think I actually gained most of my weight within the first few months because. Same. Yeah, <laughs> a bunch of my friends were like yeah, now that I'm just making food at home, I don't eat out so much. I lost all this weight. And I was like, huh, that's funny. Cause <laughs> I actually, now that I cook for myself, I'm like, Hey, you know what? I really want uh, family Mexican tonight. So I like made, you know, cheese on a plate basically. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, the, 
main thing is right at the beginning, um, I think because we wanted comfort so much, my wife and I, we love um, pho. That's one of our favorite foods. So we've just been messing around a lot with like trying to perfect uh, our version. You know, it's nowhere near as good as the restaurant version because I'm not going to make a huge vat of like (laughs) beef knuckles, you know, and whatever. But we do our version and it totally works. Uh, But then like... And I was doing like one day I wanted to just have English breakfast. So I made some, like I had just regular beans and I was like, can you make these taste like those English baked beans? And I did. And we had an English breakfast, but I've used um, American style bacon because no offense, England, your bacon is disgusting. Um, (laughs) What about the blood sausage? Any blood sausage? No, I actually, I love um, uh, black pudding. Uh, when it's done correctly, but I, I'm too scared to try to mm. make it. But the thing that was kind of the most adventurous that I was the most happy with was uh, we, the last actual tour we did was right after my wedding in 2019, we went to um, Indonesia and played a few shows over there. And every city has its own like specialty meal. And there was this one that we had that's called Opor Ayam, which is like, it's basically like a coconut milk uh, chicken soup. Mm-hmm. and not spicy. So I thought that my son might like it. Uh, and I like ordered all these pieces um, from the internet. Cause like a bunch of the stuff you just can't get even at Asian markets out here. And then I wrote to the, our tour manager over there. It's like, what's the secret, you know, whatever. And then made it a couple of times. It actually turned out pretty damn good. Nice. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. That must be like the one thing that when bands tour, they can actually like experience, especially overseas. I know there's not much like downtime to explore and stuff, but at least you get to eat. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we call them, um, actually, I think it's my wife. Uh, my wife. <laughs> exactly. oh, Sorry. Boy. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> she calls them regional delights. And oh. so we always ask for like, you know, our on our, even if it's just snacks, we're like, bring us some sort of whatever the regional salty, crunchy snack is, or like some regional booze or whatever it is. Uh, but um, yeah, you can get like, I love trying all that kind of the weird stuff that you're not going to get otherwise. Like in um, uh, we had a day off in was it Eastern France and went to a restaurant that had escargot. And I was like, I'll probably never get this anywhere else, but it's right here. It is. So I'll try it. And it's, um, it's kind of how you might imagine it. It's actually not bad at all. Yeah. It kind of tastes like mushrooms. Yeah. It's kind of like seafood crossed with mushrooms. (laughs) Yeah. Very buttery. Uh, I'm with you on that. I like to explore and like, if if it's like, Oh, when am I ever going to try? Like how bad could this be? <laughs> you know, right. and then uh, I, I always like case to... scenario, you just spit it out. Yeah. Although that's actually not quite true either. Uh-oh. Worst case scenario is uh, I didn't try this because I wasn't there. I would have had I been there, uh, but I would have regretted it in the same way David did when we were in Iceland. They have that thing that I can't remember the name of. And even if I did, I wouldn't be able to say it. Bjork. Which is <laughs> very good. Uh, which is they take a shark mm. and they lay it on a rocky beach and let it basically rot. Oh. So that 
all of its like rotting rotten juices can run out of its mouth or whatever uh because it's the flesh is actually poisonous to eat until you let it rot at which point um it tastes like basically the thing that that the the poison turns into is uric acid or urea i i have to jump in here if if you can't eat something until it rots it's probably good to skip that thing out no no i agree but you know if you live on a if you live on a tiny island where you might the other option is to starve to death yeah but that's not the case anymore they have taco bell we saw taco bell in Reykjavik, and hot dog stands yes but uh, David tried it, and he said that he like you can either get it wet or dry. And he what got the he, he. What's that? Which ones did he get? The wet. Oh. And so he was like, "Sure, I'll try it." And he took it. Yeah, I don't think he managed to. He like took a tiny bite, and then just spit it out. But he said that just the juice got in his beard, and he like stayed in his beard for like three days oh. <laughs> that's i i could i could have told you, you got to get the dry uric acid that's the delicacy that's the yeah you get the wet that's How? the basic bitch version don't don't do that exactly <laughs> uh are there any like now that touring is going to start back up are you like making a perhaps a spreadsheet of all the hot spots <laughs> that you're like oh it's been so long since i hit up this but like what are your what have you been craving on the road to hit up when you get to a certain town are there any big ones uh not no there's like not in the u.s anyway there's not usually it's just once we arrive someplace it's uh you know then the memories come flooding back mm. but uh i don't really necessarily have cravings for stuff i did have some sort of like um daydream the other day where i was just remembering what it feels like to be walking around in europe on tour and craving that just the general thing of being in Europe. But I am stoked that, uh, I guess I'm not supposed to say it yet. I'm not supposed to say it till next Wednesday, but we do, um, maybe have a couple, uh, couple shows lined up that we haven't announced yet. And maybe some of them are at venues that I've always wanted to play at. So I'm excited about that. Or I would be if that were happening. (laughs) Uh, that's great. That's uh, that's exciting here. I see there are uh, two big festivals that have been announced that you guys are yes. playing uh, louder than life. And uh, you're playing a Halloween show. Uh, I guess it's not a festival. It's just a show with uh, all them witches. Yes. Uh, on Halloween. So that's and just, there is a, a, good. Uh, there is another festival, which is Cycle Las Vegas, which I think just got announced like oh, yes. yesterday or the day oh, before. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And that looks so like I am, I'm, you know, before the pandemic, I, I joked that I was retiring from shows and that like I need a break. Now I'm I'm like, maybe I should just fly out to Vegas <laughs> three days, like really take it in. Like because uh, that that lineup looks awesome. It's like a Las Vegas I'm just in a, in a, in a casino. Have not, have any of you guys ever been to Psycho Las Vegas? No, I haven't. No, no. It's real good. It's super fun. <laughs> I mean, because Vegas already has that. Like, if you can just relax and just allow yourself to just, you know, be in Vegas, it can be a kind of stressful place. I know, but if you just like let Vegas happen to you, 
it has such a just like you know it's just such a carnival atmosphere to begin with and then to just like plop this weird metal festival into the middle of all that and there's like shows where like where we play we played it once before and our stage was outside and there's like a pool right there so you know there's like people kicking water on each other out of the it's just it's it's pretty great uh i recommend it I think I, I think uh, I think I might. I, I'm like very, like almost almost at the book book now uh, phase. <laughs> but Aaron, thank you so much for your time. Uh, this is this has been really fun, and I'm very very excited to hear the full album Arrows. It's out June fourth. Three of the songs are up on uh, streaming services now. It sounds great, and the artwork looks really fun. I really like the uh, the fluorescence. Can't go wrong. Awesome. Thanks, Aaron. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, we'll see you, you soon. Uh, maybe next Wednesday we'll learn if we'll see you in New York at some point in the next six months. Yes. <laughs> Keep your eyes on the internet. We will, okay. and on our spreadsheets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks so much. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Bye. Oh, he's done. He's <laughs> done. He's out of here. That was Aaron of Red Fang. Bless his mother. Bless his father. Bless his father. Uh, 213 Wide Nut. That's the number. If you want to call, tell us about how great our interview with Aaron was. I think that went very well. Yeah. Um, yeah. He was really funny. Yeah. During the interview, I Googled who his wife was because he mentioned that she was a his wife. And she's like actually the, she was the drummer from the band Unwound, which is like a legendary indie rock post hardcore band cool it's no joke sid your face is now yeah. non-existent yeah. because the, the what, sun what seems happening? to be hitting you, you in a certain your shades way. down there's like a reflection uh, that window does not have shades it's the kitchen window which is the furthest one from me but the sun is reflecting off of a window i got it across got the it. street here's what you do you you take your hat you turn it over and you tip it It'll create like a little I, shade. Sid gets very flustered when sun hits him. He's not used to this phenomenon happening. I know. It's an overload of <laughs> vitamin D. <laughs> I'm using Dave Hill's Canadian only oh, release. Nice. Friend of That's the show, better. Dave Hill. Yeah. Thank you, Dave. Well, guests. Uh, another, another person who we've discussed on the show, Dave Mustaine, had an eventful week because mm. he announced. Mustaine or the other guy? Well, he announced he made an announcement that his best friend till the end is out of the band. Total <laughs> fucking Duclaw. <laughs> uh, as a quick recap, uh, video surfaced uh, compromising video of Dave Ellison uh, spread across the Internet like a wildfire. Dave Ellison was spread spread through the sheets. <laughs> his legs were spread. Girl, guy, uh, girl. <laughs> And so basically he was FaceTiming with with a younger woman yeah. uh, who wasn't his wife. Who Let's be he, fair. He, most women on the planet are younger than him. So. Yeah. Uh, and so Ellison has been married for 27 years, has a few kids, uh, all older than this girl who he was <laughs> FaceTiming with. Um, Come on now. Uh, so what's that? Woman, Rob. She's not a oh, this woman. You're right. You're right. Uh, so she says she was 19 at the time, uh, but still, you know, it, it was very embarrassing and not the type of headlines that uh, an artist would want, especially someone so concerned with image like a Dave man of Mustaine. God. Yeah. Uh, 
and uh, I, I want to. So go, go ahead. No, what were you going to say? I was going to say, like, it's not a reflection on Dave Mustaine. It's a reflection on David Ellefson. Well, the company you keep, though. I mean, they've been knowing each other for 40 years now. It's a ref- but here's the thing, right? So there was th- that drama blew up like two weeks ago or whatever it was where right. the video surfaced. And when it happened, I'm sure what happened was that uh, Mustaine was getting requests for comment, you know, oh, like, oh, do- yeah, of course. Yes. Yeah. And at the time, Megadeth put out a statement uh, like uh, something like, oh, we're investigating this. And, you know, we'll we'll we're, and we'll get to the bottom of this. Uh, we're watching. They actually the, yeah. did. Do you think they hired like an investigative crew to look into the facts, Rob? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, OK, so the first statement that, that they made and this wasn't signed by Davis saying so, Jaron, you can hold off on doing your voice <laughs> for now. The, the first thing he said was Dave who? <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like, who's in my band? <laughs> I change him up so much. It's hard to keep track. <laughs> he goes, we're aware of the recent statements regarding David Ellison and are watching the developments closely, which is OK. Uh, as I have a question. Cre- yes. Before you move forward. What do you think they were more embarrassed about this scandal or David Ellison reading resumes? <laughs> I think when he was reading the resumes, was he not in Megadeth at that point? That might have been when well, he was the just as- doing guilty it. By association. Is it possible uh, that he was reading that woman's resume and that's how they oh. met? <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Nanny uh, worked at McDonald's. Yeah. Uh, no, just graduated high school. Yeah. Right. Ooh. <laughs> Legal. He was, he was a mentor oh, to her. Brother. Mental. Uh, it's not grooming, it's mentorship. So, yeah. and, and But then also there was some vague comment about uh, so, you know, they've been teasing a new album for two years now. So did uh, she. <laughs> and uh, uh, so in, in that first statement, Megadeth collectively writes, as it relates to creativity and business, we're all familiar with one another. However, there are certainly aspects of David's private life that he has kept to himself. Mm. <laughs> Uh, so he goes, as this situation unfolds, it's important that all voices be heard clearly and respectfully. We look forward to the truth coming to light. So that was the the, the statement initially. Uh, and now a new statement was released uh, yesterday, signed by Dave Mustaine, and it was cold as ice. Darren, can you? Uh, can we you are informing our fans that David Ellison is no longer playing with Megadeth. We are officially parting ways with him. We do not take this decision lightly. While we do not know every detail of what occurred with an already straight relationship, what has already been revealed now is enough to make working together impossible. Moving forward. We look forward to seeing our fans on the road this summer, and we cannot wait to share our brand new music with the world. It is almost complete. All right. So a lot to take in there. Um, So we do not take this decision lightly, tells me, you know, they've obviously he obviously spent a good amount of 
time talking about it, calling his accountant, uh, learning how much he would save yeah, by exactly. not having to pay David Ellison. And the line that really sticks out to me uh, is the next sentence where he goes, while we do not know every detail of what occurred with an already strained relationship. Yep. Couldn't help putting that in. Like that is some hard shade to throw in when I got like when your best friend, as he said many years ago, is down in the dumps. You're saying you, you're already like annoyed as fuck with him. And then he has to pull this shit. Well, Robbie has to make it like verbally clear that he had nothing to do with this and had no idea what Dave Ellison was doing in his spare time. Yeah, we didn't like the guy anyway. <laughs> I always knew something was up with him. Do you know Jerk. what the strain is? Like, was that in the news? Or is that just something that... Is there I, a bandmate that Dave Mustaine doesn't have a strained relationship with? I mean... No, I know, but like... That Dave doesn't yeah, have I guess. Yeah. yeah, like, I think... I'm sure... I'm sure, you know what? Like just off the top of my like, what could it possibly be? Maybe he was just annoyed that Ellison was doing all of these side gigs of like he was doing mm. Metal Allegiance. He was doing these. He was doing live shows. Ellison's wife summer. is annoyed about the side gigs too. He was working at a Claire's. <laughs> <laughs> and also eating eclairs. I always knew something was up when he brought that box of lollipops into the studio. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing, Dave? I do want to pull up this uh, tweet that Dave Mustaine shared in 2017. Mm. And, you know, now doesn't quite doesn't quite hit the same way which is it's a, it's a selfie Dave El David Ellison's holding the camera they're on like a mountaintop looking and, and him and Dave Mustaine posing smiling and Dave Mustaine's caption we will always be best friends there's a girl doing a YouTube makeup tutorial just to the left of them out of that uh, frame there <laughs> And then so my tweet uh, is how it started is this and how it's going is, of course, the <laughs> now <laughs> Megadeth parts ways with David Ellison. Oh, yeah. uh, well, a nice now, picture. Very flattering pictures you used there, I got to say. Oh, well, this is a pr promo photo. That it's like the one promo photo where they were standing next to each other so I could oh, okay. do this very dramatic page rip i it's my this is my signature like i love when there's like one member of a band that leaves or like multiple members leave i love doing the page rip yeah. i also do i do the red x sometimes when they're kicked out when they're kicked out but also when it's it's harder to do the page rip because the the musician is only like in the in the middle of the uh, of the of the photo so it's hard to get about or if it's the whole band that ends it's like the whole band is done <laughs> <laughs> this is a little behind the scenes there we go kind of information here i have a question do you like hand draw that or is it a line that you make two lines well it's like i use the brush tool and I, I do that. Sometimes I have to redo the line because, yes, it's it's hand. It's, it's hand. mouse drawn. It's mouse wow. drawn. In case you <laughs> were mouse. ever wondering how uh, he rips bands apart. This is it. with The, brush <laughs> the bands rip themselves apart. I just want to create a visual uh, allegory. Is that the term uh, for for well, the action? It's not. That, uh, it's in the neighborhood. A visual simile. What's what's the word? A metaphor, visual analogy, metaphor, analogy, analogy. That's not allegory. Analogy was what I was looking for. But <laughs> metaphor is the term. 
I could see how the brush tool making a red X could be an allegory for splitting up, though. Trying to pull it out of the fire for you, Rob. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. There's hidden meaning in it, as far as I'm concerned. Sure. <laughs> you don't know what it is, but it's there. <laughs> so now who's going to be the new bassist? So my initial thought is he's just going to get the guy that was in the band right beforehand, uh, James Lamenza. That guy's available. Clemenza from Lamenza. The Godfather? Oh. <laughs> Wait, so they had Nick Menza and James LaMenza? Watch out, LaMenza. If your mother's lasagna is not on point, you're going <laughs> to get Dave <laughs> keep, Sorry, Dave, Dave. keep Mustaine away from your mom and keep Ellison away from your daughter. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody it's James. Emily's safe. <laughs> it's James LaMenzo, but very similar. Yes, yeah, there he is. Oh, no, that's not a real person. That's, that's a real person. That's Sebastian Bach in a fake beard. The guy had amazing hair. It's like the guy from Wasp. Uh, Chris Holmes? Yeah. That guy. He has the beard. He oh, looks like look at oh, no. <laughs> white oh, lion. No. His white lion era. Rob, go to that picture where it says uh, Base Magazine. Not, no, you, <laughs> you, you lost it. Anyway, he looks like oh. a, a regular height Peter Dinklage <laughs> when he has a beard. I could see it. <laughs> Actually, he is kind of short. Maybe it's not such a regular height, uh, Peter Dinklage. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just a separate. Yeah, I just oh, go ahead. I, I wouldn't want to get his hopes up when he gets like a, a Google alert for his name. No, you know, because yeah. he, he might not be the guy. Yeah. Well, right now he's in a band with uh, Chris Adler, but they're a fun power metalish oh. band. Yeah, oh, I got a Google. Oh fuck! I've only been uh, I've only been invited into Ziploc colostomy bag. Shit. <laughs> I think if they want to make headlines, uh, they got to bring in Jason Newstead. Imagine. Imagine. Wow. Or Scott Ian. Jason doesn't have time for that drama. Scott Ian's, not a, Scott Ian's a guitarist, though. And honestly, oh, all this yeah. is, is like they're going to have a five-year grace period and they could sell concert tickets in five years. Ellefson's back. The original lineup. Blah, blah, blah. That's all this is. This is like him in the penalty box. Long enough yeah. that it's a newsworthy thing when he's back in the band. Just wait till all the girls he dated were in their twenties, and then you'll be you'll be fine. <laughs> um, well, I, one one thing I want to say though is like there's only been this one claim. You know, uh, if if the, there was a pattern of abuse, I feel like by now more more women would come forward. So it's just bad PR. Well, yeah. Abuse? Should we even call this abuse? Yeah, I guess it's not really abuse. It's just, it's just, it's just embarrassing. It's yeah. creepy. I'm not going to say it's not creepy, but it's not. I wouldn't say it's abuse. She seemed like yeah. a willing participant. Yeah, that's right. fair. That's fair. It just says a lot about how, like, he probably just longs for his youth and he probably yes. does it through that. I did. I, I would have conceded de definitely 100%. It's a creepy behavior. And also for her to want to engage in that kind of stuff with him tells me that she was probably abused at some point in her life. Maybe not by him, but by someone earlier on to make her think that this is desirable in some way. Come on. She could do better. I don't I don't even know who she is, but I know she could do better. Voodoo Chaos has an interesting theory in the chat uh, for the last album. Of course, they brought in. Uh, Lamb of God drummer Chris Adler to be on the album. And then Adler ended up leaving Lamb of God afterwards. Uh, so Voodoo Chaos posits he's going to get the basis from Lamb of God, John Campbell, and then start another drama there. <laughs> oh, so you think that Dave Mustaine is 
like spending his time on Earth now <laughs> trying to break up Lamb of God. Yes. Well, he probably is offended by the, the band name. Oh. You know. Or the murder. <laughs> Could be either one. Oh, brother. They're both sins. Murder. They're both sins, Rob. Like the murder of Jesus, you mean? Sure. Was that the guy's name at that concert? Lamb of God. It's Jesus. Jesus is the Lamb of God. I think Sid is referencing something else, which is Oh, okay. I don't not know. True. He's trying to push also your conspiracy. Have, have they? Did they ever make kebabs out of the Lamb of God? Those are probably tasty. Mm. That's what I call my the kebab when I get one and it's really good. This this lamb is of God. It's <laughs> right, delicious. I th- I like the idea of them hiring uh, Jason Newstead because then th- this idiot can finally say like, oh, "I'm in Metallica." <laughs> you know, sort of. Which one? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the problem is the last time uh, that. Newstead and Mustaine did business uh, was when Newstead was doing a solo project, Newstead, and they were on tour with Megadeth in Australia and Newstead got kicked off the tour. What did he do again? Uh, I'm not even sure what he did. Was this uh, when Dave also had his Duclaw moment? Was, wasn't that in Australia also? <laughs> Oh, that might have been everybody. Seriously, uh, just on a rampage. <laughs> so let me. I, I'm looking up the stories now. This is from 2014. Total <laughs> fucking Duclaw. He was talking about Jason Newstead. That's fucked up. Total waste of skin and life. So in, okay, so here it is. So for the band released a statement at the request of Megadeth. Newstead will not be playing the below shows and will be replaced by Whitechapel, uh, and. One of the festival promoters was asked, was it the band? Was it Newstead's choice to leave? And then the promoter wrote, nope, Dave's choice. Um, that's not what I said. <laughs> oh. Something has certainly gone down, although we have no details. Maybe there's a problem between managers or agents. This was all the tour promoter, right? So then, uh, Dave Mustaine said he had nothing to do with kicking Newstead off the tour. And the band's manager said, Dave Mustaine is not responsible for booting Newstead off the bill. Dave did not put him on the bill and did not take him off the bill. Uh, Mustaine submitted a list of bands he was comfortable with and the promoter ignored the list. Dave and Jason are friends and this is blown up into something silly. I have the list here of bands that he's okay with. You ready? <clears throat> yeah. Mega death. <laughs> what was that 45 uh, side project he had? What was that called again? I don't even remember. Something 45. Something 45. Oh, solu- oh yeah, yeah. Solution 45, I think. <laughs> the end. Wait, no, Solution 45 was the Scar Symmetry side project. Oh, wait. wait. Oh, M- <laughs> MD45. I'm M- sorry. MD45. Also, Solution 45. Yeah. Yeah. No, wait a minute. (laughs) Fuck them. Aww. And then what's so funny, so his manager said they didn't have anything to do with it. Then not three days later, Megadeth drop off the tour that they didn't kick Jason Newstead off of. (laughs) Was my headline. They left for Uh, nothing. 
And so, so he goes, due to circumstances beyond its control, Megadeth has decided to cancel their dates. Megadeth's decision is unrelated to the fact that Jason Newstead is performing at Soundwave. Jason and I spoke recently and continue to be friends. Mustaine said that. And then he, sorry, go ahead. They, he specifically pointed that out in the that's, statement. That's yes. That tells thing you to everything, include, right? Yeah. Wait, there's um, more. I said. <laughs> he said. He said at the time, all I asked for was an apology for blaming me for something I didn't do. <laughs> I'm still, <laughs> I'm still willing to play, but the promoter would rather not apologize <laughs> and prefers to say I asked him to lie, <laughs> which I didn't. He continues, am I the only one that sees how easy it is to fix this? <laughs> he then names the promoter. The promoter that I know is a wise and caring man. <laughs> and I don't know what happened to my old friend. <laughs> Hello, promoter. Meet the real promoter. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it ended up being this whole thing is the promoter that put it on his handlers. Anyway, I'm now convinced that this the was absolutely handlers or Mustaine's handlers. Uh, Mustaine's handlers. Okay. So I'm now convinced that this was absolutely Mustaine who did this. And then there was all this drama. And as always, he never wants to take the blame for we've we've learned if you've listened to a good portion of the 621 episodes of the Metal Injection live cast, you know that nothing is Dave Mustaine's fault. Yeah, hey, listen. I mean, people hate me because of you. There you go. That's all you <laughs> yeah, That was him talking to Jason Newstead. <laughs> it was actually him talking to Lars, if you, uh, yeah, reality. So close. <laughs> he probably said it to each of them. <laughs> Anytime he runs into them, they're like, it's some you know, restaurant and wine country. He just has it on a on a handheld recorder. And when he sees a member of Metallica, he just says, people hate me because of you. He just clicks the button. He even <laughs> have to it's like a macro. <laughs> so that's so, yeah, I, I, I think for newsworthiness and for very fun drama, uh, that would be great if news to join. I, I'm sorry. Like, I think I might have heard a rumor uh, that what actually what happened was that uh, New said kind of like the last time he toured, he was in Metallica, and this band was very much not Metallica. And the <laughs> the you know dichotomy between the different positions on the bill was a bit hard for him to swallow. And perhaps he made a request or two that didn't sit well with Dave Mustaine. Uh, the first part he said himself. He said, "Oh, when I went out on my solo tour." It was a hard lesson to learn. There's no money, blah, blah, blah. And I was spending money out of my pocket and I just couldn't afford it. So I imagine he probably made a few requests that Mustaine as the headliner was not too fond. Of. That's me like adding to what, what's out there. But why is Mustaine dealing with those? Like, why does he even know about those requests? Yeah, I don't know. That's a good point. He's just a musician. Like, just go out and play. Like, why are they running that? By Maybe him? he's also a fan of spreadsheets and he just likes to look at all the spreadsheets, like the request <laughs> spreadsheets, like what what the what catering people want. Maybe uh, Newsted wanted uh, some filet mignon. Yeah. And Mercedes right? like, no, only I get the filet mignon. The tour manager, like, knocked on Dave's door. He's like, uh, Newstead's requesting fancy steaks. We're $500 short. Can I have some cash, Dave? Like, <laughs> unless that's how it went, it just seems weird that it would be something that was run by him at all. 
weird. I don't know. But they're clearly friends. They yes. mentioned that in every statement. Yes. The reason. So, they have one so, of those so. necklaces that you can break in half and one of them cry <laughs> and the other one says That's That's ends. where Rob got the idea for the X through the Megadeth yeah. photos. <laughs> you have to add the B, B fry and st, st, like st street ends. I like it. So sad. Well, the filet mignon of synthwave music is in fact Perturbator. I am such a fan of Perturbator. And with his new music, Perturbator is further evolving into twilight experimentation with his darkest masterwork to date. Perturbator arrives with this highly awaited fifth album, Lustful Sacraments, on May 28th. Lustful Sacraments opens with a reverence for utter madness, gnarled and distorted low end, skewing all modern rules of tempo. The reigning master of cyberpunk guides us on a dystopian odyssey through the seediest post-punk and goth clubs, spiraling through sonic revelations into the underbelly of hedonism, addiction, and madness. The culmination of Perturbator's decade-long descent from the neon-soaked alleyways of an ecstasy-induced fever dream into the bleak core at the center of modern life. Pick up Perturbator Lustful Sacraments starting this Friday, May 28th. Love Perturbator. Cannot recommend it enough. I remember when Rob was in an ecstasy fever dream. (laughs) (laughs) Masturbator. (laughs) <laughs> it's hard to masturbate on X. Is that right? Unless you're at the office. <laughs> yeah, because your your mind is moving too fast. It's hard to like focus on the boner. <laughs> or or it's, not, it's, not, it's no no no. It's like you can you can be. It's hard to to uh, ejaculate like finish. I should say oh, the boner isn't that hard. Yeah, it's, it's just, not. Oh, I mean, it's actually very hard. So it de- depends on the situation. It just goes on and on, right? <laughs> oh yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of like it's it's Viagra esque, in a way. How do you know? You've taken Viagra. I want to. I haven't. I I oh. just haven't. Uh, I'm very curious about what it's like to take Viagra. What does? What happens? I really don't know the answer to this. What happens if you take Viagra? And you you have a functional penis. You get a boner. You, you get a boner. really hard boner. So you get a but like if you're already hard, does it make it like burst through the wall or something? Yeah, well, like there's don't you notice like if you haven't jacked it? No, chime in here. Uh, don't you notice yeah. like if you haven't jacked it for a while, like your boner is harder. It's like more throbbing. Let's say, uh, than if it if like you you know, jacked off the day before or jacked off earlier in the day, like your boner, the second jerk off of the day, your boner isn't as throbbing as if it were like a week or two had passed. I don't I Maybe I'm in the minority here. Uh, if I get a boner after having ejaculated in the same day, you're saying that situation. Mm-hmm. My second boner is like I feel more strident and also sometimes hurts. I feel like not hurts like intense pain, but I feel like it's like your body telling you like stop making me yes. horny it's a little sensitive but i feel like it's i feel like it's harder the second time like, what about I, the third time i I, I, don't, I can't remember the last time the third I, time it falls I, off twice in a, in a, <laughs> well i'm just saying i i've no like i feel like there's levels of of bonerdom i think <laughs> you, you know? should take i think you should take viagra and report back to the team 
Put on the I, I, I would. Yeah. Morning. I mean, I've considered maybe trying like blue, like blue chew blue is like chew, and, and blue chew. If you're out there, you know, <laughs> hit us up for the we show. Had I think blue chew before. Us. Oh yeah, we did. That was a yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just haven't done it, but I, I, I've always been curious about like what it would be like. Just your blue chew. I imagine it would be. <laughs> Yes, I'm blue curious. Uh, I imagine it'd be similar to what it'd be like on ecstasy. No, no. Ecstasy messes with your state of mind too, and Viagra doesn't, right? I'm not ecstasy. I should say Molly, just like the pure MDMA, where it's not. It's just a, a physical sensation. But I don't think for drugs have you gotten erections while taking? Jesus Christ! Ex- like Mo- Molly is just like the here. the the streamlined version of, of, of it's just it's just the MDMA not laced with anything. I understand that, but like usually the, the thing that makes your well usually the thing that makes your mind go crazy on ecstasy is whatever it's laced with, which is usually some sort of amphetamine. Do you ever yeah, have a but- fentanyl boner? No, I. I oh. would like to stay away from fentanyl. Actually, Especially I since we found out who it, like it's well, it's it's been brutal. Like I, I saw a message from a friend of mine uh, on Instagram. I'm not going to mention who, saying how like there's been coke te- like laced with fentanyl being sold in New York. So like be careful and stay away from wow. it. So it's Rob like, has coke friends. Look at that. I know. Rob wow. also gets boners while he does coke. Uh, yeah, what's the <laughs> cocaine like? That's the other one. So Should game boners are also difficult because it's so intense. Uh, but Should I know, I guess you've never seen Rob's uh, side blog project, which is Metal Erection, where he tests different drugs <laughs> their effect on his boners. That's who runs it? Yes, it's hot beef injection, actually. Oh, no. uh, <laughs> right. Better SEO. Uh, go against the metal erection molding. That's uh, what's funny <laughs> is the person who shared it is actually sober, uh, but he was just warning friends of his. And actually, I heard a few people in the Atlanta uh, metal scene died in, in the last few weeks from doing fentanyl laced cocaine. So it's it's very very scary. There's an Atlanta metal scene. Well, I guess not yeah. anymore, but there was one. Aww. Yeah. Well, there's, it just it came out that Riley from Power Trip overdosed on it. Yes, that's that. It came out today. Uh, the, the, his autopsy revealed that he suffered from a fentanyl overdose, and that was the only drug other than marijuana in his system. So it was just the fentanyl that. Yeah. And fentanyl, by the way, for those that don't know, it's a synthetic opiate that's essentially like eighty times stronger than morphine. How are the boners on it? Yeah, <laughs> I imagine Check not. Blog. I, I imagine impossible. Here, come on. <laughs> I've never, That's I've problem. never, I've, I've never done the strong downers. Uh, so I, I don't know. I can't. Yeah, I, I can't. Rob hires freelancers to do those reviews. <laughs> A lot of them were from Atlanta. <laughs> Fucked up, Rob. No, Fucked I don't up. like. I don't like where these jokes are headed. This is a little dude. to the south. Now you got a problem with the south. <laughs> this is a bit too morbid, even for me. <laughs> he so says and then giggles. Let's 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 move on to something we could all laugh about. Gene Simmons. Oh, I am wits. <laughs> that is his real name. And uh, he has a brand new class, uh, uh, a brand new way to squeeze money out of Kiss fans, I should say. <laughs> yep. um, and it's I'll a be teaching you how to uh, build a custom mezuzah to put outside your door. <laughs> I am Gene Simmons. <laughs> So he announced a master class in Las Vegas uh, next month. So you got to fly to Las Vegas, you get to hang out with Gene. And, and, and uh, Darren, do you want to read this as Gene? Yeah. He uh, has a message. Join me, Gene Simmons of KISS, in an intimate private setting on Saturday, June 26th. 
2021 in Las Vegas, Nevada, not Las Vegas, Israel, as I like to frequent, <laughs> as I teach you and your classmates to play bass and write a song. That's right. We'll be together on stage. What if he will be the new bassist of Megadeth? Oh, oh man. I don't think. Can I don't imagine. Think... <laughs> Can you imagine like that power struggle? Yeah, those production <laughs> meetings. <laughs> Fantastic. I mean, that that would be like the metal event of the century. I was asked uh, to audition uh, for Megadeth. And uh, unfortunately, that weekend, I had to officiate a bris of uh, the grand nephew of Peter Chris, my good friend. Uh, I did not do the mitzvah betay on him. I do not. <laughs> I do not. I don't want to immediately get kicked out of Megadeth uh, for putting my mouth on an underage person. <laughs> <laughs> no, it did not do the uh, herpes baby sucking uh, thing. However, uh, I was not available. Uh, sorry, Dave. Gene, how does does Dave Mustaine like your mother's matzo brai? What does he think? Dave Mustaine uh, <laughs> rejected my mother's matzo brai. That caused some tension uh, between us. Uh, I went to had to fly to Israel and and touch the Wailing Wall. Uh, to <laughs> set a hex on Dave Mustaine for defaming the name of my good mother. Yitzi. <laughs> There's no way Gene Simmons' mom is still alive, right? I'll have you know, uh, I have her in a kiss-themed cryogenic chamber. <laughs> live mom, his mom's name is Flora. Flora. My mother Flora, we call her Yitzi uh, for short. It's uh, Hebrew for I love you. Uh, we we have her in a cryogenic chamber. She will be living until the age of 200. Correction, it's a KISS cryogenic freezer. Yes, yes, that's what I said. A kiss. Pay attention, Noah. I know we're of the same tribe, but uh, try to uh, keep up here. Here's some and photos of, of, of Mama, Mama Simmons. Mama, Mama Chaimwitz? <laughs> Mama Witsy? She looks uh, so, she looks so happy. No, uh, Jesus. This is well, here's the thing with this photo. We're seeing a photo of Gene in like full kiss makeup standing next to his mother. His mother didn't know that he was in kiss. She thinks she's just about to fuck the bassist from her favorite band. She didn't know that was her son. She's like super psyched. That's this sounds like a Pornhub video. Uh, He did finally break a tour. Kiss bang bus. Oh, he waited till the last second. Yeah. You're being punked. <laughs> <laughs> then he let Paul Stanley fuck her. Oh, <laughs> Paul Stanley, how dare you? <laughs> oh, man, those looks more uh, feminine th- than her here. I would like to point out that those flowers that my mother is holding, I only charge her eleven ninety nine. dollars Not full price. I'm, oh, a, loving, I'm a loving son. Oh, <laughs> Let's hear this. Gene Simmons sings Hungarian with his mom. You're the classic example of someone you guys who this? overextends yes. themselves. Yeah. And his over- mom looks good. <laughs> That's his wife. Oh. I may overextend myself, but I do it in style. Let's go. Yo, yo, you're late, man. What happened here? Mom uh, didn't put the alarm on? So I love her. He's a rock and roll icon. He's a merchandising visionary, television and media superstar. Ladies and gentlemen, where's his mom? Oh, there we go. I didn't help them. Sometimes I. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. You bought me my first guitar. You said I was great. Anything I tried, 
You instilled nice. in, in me the the will. No, I didn't. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> you always said, reach for the stars. Vanna Kamazela, This is actually pretty sweet. I, I'm stunned to be touched by something Gene Simmons is a part of. Those you are stunned uh, to be touched by Gene Simmons. <laughs> that was photo. Uh, Hungarian for the lyrics to Strutter. <laughs> <laughs> right. Tel Aviv, Rock City. <laughs> <laughs> it's Noah's favorite song. Oh, oh nice. So uh, she, she died in 2018. Oh, that's a shame. R.I.P. Mama Simmons. I feel like for someone to uh, go the way of Gene Simmons in terms of like, you know, what Kiss, uh, I guess, like presented as, you either had to have a really fucked up childhood or you really had to have supportive parents who encouraged you to be that comfortable. So Yeah, mm-hmm. and make you give... think everything you come up with is great. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess her helicopter parenting worked. So yeah. let's let's praise... Mama Jean. That's her calling from beyond to tell us Jean is awesome. So That's she's... Mama Raba calling, is it? Yeah. That is Mama Raba. And I even put on my do not disturb. How does it even put her on the air? That never That's works. The rule. If you get a phone call during the show, it has to be on the air. Tell her to fate to like uh, zoom in. To zoom, zoom it. it good. Zoom it good. Take the call and start singing in, in Hungarian to her. Zoom it. I zoom it good. This is Mr. Jim Rob, were there any songs that um, you and Mama Raba used to sing? Yeah. When you were a young boy? Uh, the first one that comes to mind is just this old Russian song, which was like, Kalinka, 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 Maya. It's a very famous song. It's Tetris. Tetris. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a Tetris song. You're right. She didn't even know it from Russia. She just knew it from Tetris. <laughs> My mom was uh, a master of Tetris. Uh, she would, I would have to fight her for the Game Boy because she was crushing it on there. I wow. might have played Tetris too. That's so weird. Yeah, she was really into it. It was like the one game that she can get into. Probably because of the music. Yeah, <laughs> Did she, she sing while playing? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you ever curse because she put the, the long block down in the wrong direction? No, she was really good. But like my mom is a kind of like a also very much like a neat freak. So she's really into organizing. So she was very good about like just leaving that one uh, row free to then like get the combo points of the of the line. And like she was very good at, you know, compiling the other way, the Tetris blocks. Yeah, exactly. Um, So let's all congratulate. Uh, Gene Simmons's mother on her third year in hell for producing Gene Simmons. (laughs) (laughs) Well, congratulations, I guess. Wait, so what was the point of the story? We just kind of went went off on a tangent. Oh, that Uh, he's running teaching that master class. You can can learn bass from Gene Simmons. Although this is only in person. You can't like live stream it. No, because it's like. I'm just burping up. It's like a seven hundred dollar or whatever thing. Okay, it's very expensive. So well, yeah, thought, they want. I thought it was on Masterclass, like the website. No, uh, it's an in-person Masterclass. Yeah, so I don't. It ha- I don't think it has anything to do with 
<laughs> the the thing I just tried to go to the website to see how much it costs, and I want to show you guys what it, uh -oh. what it looks like because it's pretty funny. Here it is. <laughs> Oops, Gene, hire me. You need a web no. developer. What's what going is, on here? Maybe what? It can, it's getting so many hits. So so many people want the, a piece of Gene, Gene Simmons. Oh, it's not even. There's no cash even. Is this a fake story? Is this even a real thing that he's having this? Oh, question? my you goodness. You get it from like that like star website that we talked about the other day where you have to like zoom into the clip. It was like a photo somewhere. No, it's. Oh, wait, let me or see if I can look cash. Okay, there's a cash version. You will also, uh, I will be offering for 1100 US dollars a, uh, a arts and crafts class where you will make a macrame version of the Talmudic scrolls that I have uh, on my Kissmobile, <laughs> on the outside of my Kissmobile. Wow, look at all this shit he's sword. selling. You could buy a Kiss sword. <laughs> oh, it's you, a used. These things are so expensive that they don't even list the price. You have to email them to request sure the price. You're serious. Cuz they I'm assuming cuz they don't want to be like shamed by websites like ours. Let's see pricing. Oh, I see. Oh my goodness. So you have to also buy a base. Oh my god, really? Look, and they're like $6,000? Yes, they're they prices range from 5750 to 5995. For the Red Flake Punisher. <laughs> Look at these names. White Punisher. Classic Punisher. Classic hacks. You and your... Oh, I, I wonder if... So it's you and your two guests receive VIP credentials, goodies, whatever. Is it $6,000 each or for three people? You know? I Well, I guess you only... Oh, there's even more expensive bases, too, oh, for $7,200. Wow. And $7,700. Wow, they're really Jesus. hitting all the... All the different price points. Let's, let's see this ad. Hi, everybody. It's Gene Simmons. Yep, you came to the right place. GeneSimmonsX.com. It doesn't work do. right now, but you're here. <laughs> we make you happy. We create magic. When you sign up, you get your own instrument that I sign for you. I make them on my own. It's not through some guitar. I was like, what is that bass company from the video? In the course of one day, just a few hours... You may have never played a musical instrument in your life, Why is somebody but in a very short time, you're going to be playing a musical <laughs> instrument. Who is next? Wow, so Gene Simmons is literally teaching you how to play bass guitar. That's fucking insane. Like, Gene Simmons isn't known to be a good bassist. He's just a passable bassist. It's just being next to Gene Simmons. Yeah. Yeah. For, for, for $8,200, I will come to your house and clean the chametz out of your kitchen for Pesach. <laughs> I will uh, say the yacht site in the uh, Talmudic uh, tradition for you. I'm a dreidel making class? I couldn't sit with Paul McCartney and he couldn't teach me all the secrets, but that's what I'm going to do with you. We're going to be serious. <laughs> You're far too distant from Paul McCartney. Oh, keep that child away song. from Gene. Oh. And that you think is impossible. Wait, there's Dave Ellison. Quick. <laughs> and I'm here to tell you that it's not necessarily to play an instrument to write no, a song. There it is. Really. You don't have to read. Or He's just going to spend an hour bitching about Spotify and how it's killed music. <laughs> also, like these bases look very heavy. Is this the type of bass to really train on? You know, Rob, is that yeah. Linda McMahon? 
<laughs> it really does look like her. All right, music. Harry Gar. <laughs> wow, look at this guy over here. This oh, fucking no. Neil Young looking motherfucker. Don't insult Neil Young. Listen to what I'm saying. I think it's a it, it's a really great idea by Gene to get his fans to come out and like you know pay for this class or whatever, and then like he he has something to talk to them about. He's not just like having them stand around and like punish him. But so, the guitars yeah. are called punishers. <laughs> so he's inviting He's that. punishing them with the weight yeah. of the guitars. That's fucking right. And the price. And the price. I don't know. Kind. Event. I think it would be... Hey, if people have the money, More it's bands fine. Yeah. did that, yeah. Crash it. You can meet Gene on the Kiss Cruise. <laughs> All right. Click here for... Let's see. Does the cruise stop at J2 Pizza? <laughs> no prices. I just like to hear. I just like to see the price. Uh, all right, that's enough. That's enough, Gene, Good for Lord. today. All right, let's talk about our uh, Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about our Spotify playlist. Every week, each of us picks a song and adds it to our Spotify playlist, which we call the Metal Injection Livecast Music Break. Back in the day, we used to do music break, but for copyright reasons, we're trying to avoid playing any copyright material on the show. Hopefully Gene Simmons didn't copyright that commercial because we're we're in for a heavy loss. That's why the website was down because he copyright struck himself. <laughs> <laughs> How litigious he is. So, all right. So kicking it off, I uh, picked my favorite of the three singles that Red Fang uh, released recently. Uh, it's called Funeral Coach. I'm very excited to hear this new Red Fang album. So Funeral Coach is my pick. Darren, what I did was, you pick? Oh, sorry, go ahead. No? I was going to say, I, I always confuse coach and couch, and sometimes I misread it. I thought it was future of funeral couch. You just uh, pronounce it, pronounce both the same way. Just say funeral couch. So it's like, oh, wait, yes, did you say coach a, or couch? And then, yeah. right, it's on and the other like, person. Goodbye, a kiss funeral couch. <laughs> Reminds me of uh, there's like a 7-Eleven chain in Montreal, and I guess all of Canada, called Couchetard. You ever hear of that? <laughs> <laughs> Not making this up. Uh, that always reminds me of that when I see the word couch now. Uh, that's fantastic. <laughs> you never heard of that? I thought they were pretty No. Uh, let's photo. I, gotta, I do it... have the logo. S-H? C-O-U-C-H-E-T. Yeah, I, I wrote it Kush like the weed, but it, it is it's C-O-U-C-H. So let me just show. Oh, it's pronounced Kush. Kush doll. <laughs> wow. Oh, someone made a parody shirt out of it, and it said Kush with K-U-S-H. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, there it is. And it's got a little owl. Oh, now I remember these. Yeah, I didn't put it together. What, like, What uh, does it mean? I don't know. I forgot. What does it mean, Rob? Look up couche in French. Uh, uh, no, it's Google Translate. You're on the wrong Google. Right, you guys look it up. Uh, so who picked uh, Highway to Hell? Who's that? Oh, it's, oh, that was me. Sorry. I was looking up. Uh, it means go to bed late. 
because mm. they're open late. Uh, nice. I picked Animal uh, playing a cover of a Highway to Hell, which I don't know which version I sent you. One of them is uh, one with, uh, I did it in a hurry, but they had one where they, they did a version of that featuring Lemmy. So it's, it's but they're in a, a Spanish language band, Animal. It's mm-hmm. really good, like a hard rock, really good hard rock band. And I believe uh, one of the guys from Puya is in that band, actually. Oh, oh really? Friend of the show, Jose Mangan, is a big fan of Animal. Oh, he would cool. play them on Sirius XM Liquid Metal. Yeah, they're really good. Good, good energy. If you like that kind of thing, it's not like it's like kind of straddling metal. It's more on the hard rock side, I would say. And Sid, what did you pick? Well, it's funny that Darren made a Bjork joke earlier because uh, earlier this week I saw there was a news item about how she's going to be in some new movie that's coming out, and so I had Bjork on the mind, and then I remembered. Back in the day, Helmet covered Army of Me by Bjork, yeah. and it was a pretty great cover, so I picked that. Cool. What's the, right. like, wh- where should someone start with Helmet? I remember they had that song, Betty. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like, I remember I was like, oh, yeah, I like it, but they're not, like, a metal band, so I can't get into them when I was younger and, like, very elitist. Mm. They're very metal. Meantime is, like, their big album. That- Meantime? Aftertaste, I think, was my favorite. It was a little bit catchier than the first two. Betty was the the follow-up to to Meantime. Yeah, and then Aftertaste was the one after that, I think. Okay. I'm going to take Sid's suggestion, Rob. Sorry. It might be better to start with the catchiest one and then work your way back. And Aftertaste is the one? That was the one I liked. Yeah, that was the catchier one. Okay. A little more groove to it. Uh, what kind of blew me away when I listened to uh, Meantime for the first time was that uh, Pantera totally ripped off Unsung uh, in one of their songs. I believe Rise was the song. And uh, and what's so funny is that like I, I said that to a friend and I was like, no, no, it's just the song, you know, songs sound alike. But then Phil Anselmo was doing a takeover on liquid metal and he played that song and he actually said that uh while they were writing the album he was playing he was obsessed with the album meantime so he was playing it so much that he thinks that dimebag daryl subconsciously like Mm. infused those riffs and then because of that he wrote the riff on uh i believe it i believe it's rise is where but you can really it's like that's the ESPN jingle. Yeah, right. <laughs> also, did true. they ever take Helmet out on tour? <laughs> back the... I think so. Yeah, no. Uh, okay. uh, and someone always talks about them. So I think so. <clears throat> no, uh, I picked Future Breed Machine by Meshuga. Classic. Just a, a classic. Uh, good music, good lyrics. Can't go wrong with Mashida. Nice. I've actually, uh, in the last month or two, you've gone wrong back, with Mashuga? I've been going back and listening to new Mashuga because it's like, you know, obviously the old stuff I've digested and consumed enough of. And like the newer stuff I haven't listened, I've listened to a lot, but not as much. And it's really good, the last two albums. I'm excited. I believe they might be putting something out this year, either this year or next year. They're definitely in the studio right now. Curious what they come up with. Yeah, I right. feel like the next 
like year or two years is going to be there's going to be so much music that comes out there's like so many like bands ready to blow their load <laughs> hmm, maybe they don't need the blue chew <laughs> no <laughs> uh well, now it's time for our top livecast fans of the week as we wind it down. If you want to be a top livecast fan of the week, just hit up our Patreon. At the $10 a month level, you get everything for the $5 a month level I mentioned earlier in the show. The bonus episodes, the video versions of the episodes, get Sid's uh, weekly television column, and you get a shout-out here at the end of the show. Darren, how do you feel about doing the shout-outs as Dave Mustaine? Oh, as Dave. Oh, I thought you were going to say as Gene Simmons of Kiss. Yeah, let or it do as it as Gene Simmons. That's, yeah, that's got to be a little Simmons. bit easier on the vocal cords. Yeah, let's do it as Gene Simmons then. Eric, uh, Rabba Ganoush, a.k.a. Justin, and Benjamin, I do not think your payos are sufficient uh, for my standards. El Dudorino, <laughs> come back from Thailand. We, we can go on a, a uh, vacation to my homeland of Yisroel. Uh Dan R, as we call you, uh, Dan R, we would call you Dan Lamed in Hebrew. I speak 17 languages and eight of them are Hebrew, as you know. <laughs> it wouldn't be There's... Lamed. Lamed is kind of like an L. Thank you. It would Noah. be like Ray or something like that. Ramed. I had a, a, a little bit of a Gene Simmons of Kiss brain fart. Thank you, Noah, for that correction. <laughs> You're welcome. Mindy Mayer's keeper, as you all know, uh, in English you might call that a Yarmul key. Uh, croc destroyer. <laughs> Once you destroy your crocs, uh, be they crocodiles or alligators, we can put them in a kiss coffin. Uh, Samsonite, I am Samsonite, I is Onite. It's a lot of words, and it sounds like it's taken directly from my Haftora. Uh, Jander and Shasur, Shasusits. Those two uh, come from languages I do not speak. One of the very few on the in, in the on the planet Earth, the crustacean sensation, aka God Stomper. I heard that you eat uh, shellfish and do not remove the skins. That is disgusting. It's forbidden Traf. in the Torah. Uh, Sid, were you going to say something? It's Trafe. Definitely Trafe. Dallas Rabba Vampiro. Hugo likes tacos. All of those sound Trafe to me. Also. Uh, <laughs> Lando Danks, Lacroix, two names you will not find in the Pentateuch. Uh, <laughs> Scooby Doo, 182, and Douglas, who are you? Levison, a very good Jew. Very good Jew. He's a partner of mine in my new project that I am going to be doing a tour of Yisroel and kissing the Wailing Wall and reciting kiss lyrics. Thank you. That is the live cast fans of the week. All right. That is our show. Thank you so much for tuning in. I feel like this episode just totally flew by. And uh, also a big thanks to Aaron. Mm -hmm. You won't be hearing this, but I just want to say thank you to him because he was an absolute yeah, sweetheart. He might download and listen. He's still, right. he's still in the Zoom chat. His camera's just off and his sound is muted. He's been listening this whole time. Furious you, masturbating with the blue chew this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and I will be back next Tuesday. Hopefully you can tune in. Till then... Plenty of archives on our uh, on our podcast page, or hit up our Patreon. Till then, au revoir. Kush, kush, kush tired. A tulik kush tired.